0: They're loading into the barriers, Moods, Mytho,
1: Rog and the Rain Man and they're underway for Moody on the Mic. Moody on the Mic back for another week. The carnival is over as the Seekers once sang. Well, the, I suppose the official end of the spring carnival with the Cranbourne Cup meeting this weekend. It's, uh, it's sort of a slow crawl now through till uh, through till next year. I'm Roger Aldridge. Joining me as they always do, Peter Moody, Anthony Mithon and the resident Rain Man. Tom Hackett. Moods, you are in New Zealand. We've dragged you away from the ready-to-run sales to, to join us for the penultimate Moody on the Mic of 2023. And you bought one over there today um, with Wiley Delzeal. Uh, we better let you give it a plug because, um, you know, the best way to – if you want to um, have a runner with Moods, the best way to do it is via Zeal Racing, unless you've got a shitload of money. Um, so <laughs> give us a plug. What, what do they need to do to, uh, to get in on this one you bought today and tell us a bit about it?
2: Uh listen! Uh, it's great to be back, boys. It's great to be back. It's not all about moods. I'm a, I'm a, I'm oh, a welcoming shit. person. No, it's not. No, well, we've got <laughs> Mito, we've got Rain Man, we've got you, Rog. But uh, yeah, no, we bought a little Super Seth Delding, uh for Wally Dells this afternoon. At New Zealand breeze up. So, any interest there? Uh, I give, couldn't uh, find Wally a nice Del-
0: horse in Australia.
2: Well yeah no no we uh, buy a lot of horses in Australia though. I think we inspected a few at your farm earlier this week with pro- with the potential to probably do something there so uh, All right, uh, I'll but shut up. Uh, yeah yeah exactly so uh, um no so we bought a super seth first season sire going okay gelding ready to go on with so uh, uh, but yeah no the market was quite good here today but uh, it's, we're not a bloodstock show we're a racing show we're a punting show have a look at rain man like we could have been talking about something born on mars he wouldn't care as long as it had four legs and main tail. it could run and he could frame a market and i tell you what our rain man has grown up he's now a father multiple father he's got those big googly glasses on but have a look at the face team uh, I, I just wish you could sit back and watch this. Yeah, yeah. he has developed facial hair our little Thomas Hackett has grown up and it's just beautiful to see.
0: Moods is in New Zealand. He's a couple of hours behind us in time. He's been to a horse sale. He's but I'm sure he's been wined and dined and fettered and fed and wet and, and wetted. And I'm just getting a bit of a sense that he's got a bit of up and about about him today. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Tommy, uh, you write a reply on
3: the on the you look like a bit of a rat peering over a broom to me. Yeah, I'm actually on holidays. I've, I've taken time out of my holidays to join uh, you three for uh, an episode of Moody on the Mic, but I like to let the uh, the, the beard grow out, well, mainly the moustache really, grow out while I'm on, on, on holidays. Normally, I've got the clean-cut professional look. I've got, to, Unlike the rest of you, I've got a real job. I've got to go into an office and be around other people. I don't get to go around fancy horse sales and doing whatever it is Roger, Roger does. Um, So I I normally have a professional appearance, but I'm I'm letting myself relax a little bit on holiday. So I'm looking forward to getting into the show as well. Ladbrokes Cranbourne Cup this weekend. Mytho's sponsoring a race as well. Moods has got a runner in the Cup. Mytho's got a runner in the Apache Cat Classic. We're dominating Cranbourne on Saturday.
1: Quality TV programming, Tom, but um, that certainly doesn't include this show. I'm glad we're doing this before the shower. For you too, Rayman. Because then you'd, that that little facial hair probably wash off in the shower. So it's good that we're getting it in before that time of day. Uh, before we move forward, though,
0: we've got to go back because there's a little bit to unpack from last weekend. Given that um, you know Moods uh, couldn't tip his hat, but he goes to
3: a little oh. place called
0: Dunkeld. <laughs> a little place called Dunkeld, and tips winner. Uh, sorry, gets winner, trains winner, owns winner after winner at little old Dunkeld, and where was the mention of it in the podcast? Hey, punters, just be aware, fields aren't out, but just have a look at mine and follow me at uh, at the at the great picnic meeting at Dunkeld in the foot of the Grampians on Saturday. No mention of it for our punters. No love for the uh, the podcast listeners, and it further enhances my chances in 2024 of having the podcast named after me.
2: No, I wouldn't think that would be the case, Mytho, because... The punters have had an absolute fill-up on my best bets throughout this current season of uh, Moody on the mic. Uh, and self-praise of, like, is? Worth five-eighths of fuck all. But they have had an absolute fill-up. And when we did the show last Wednesday, we didn't have the feels for Dunkell. I wasn't committing. I wasn't wanting to lead people down a garden path. And I genuinely, I think I tipped one of your horses that you probably part-owned last week. But I think uh, Rain Man would have the tally there because we know he's a facts and figures man. Maybe not at his fingertips because he's on holidays, but I would think the score is probably about 20 to me and about one to you. Well,
3: I can confirm Moods is comfortably leading the, uh, the best bets tally this season. Uh, it's basically the same as last year. Uh, Moods comfortably in front. I'm second, Roger's third, Mytho, a long, long last. Yeah, but, but you're only as good as your last week and you had a g-
0: couple of winners at Dunkeld that would have been vital at the end of a long spring campaign where any winner was was just worth its gold, Rog, wouldn't you have said? Or did you
1: get the inside saloon set of tips? Did you, Rog? I, I noticed on Instagram when I saw the Moody Racing spruik that they had two wins at Dunkeld, and I thought the same thing, Anthony. I thought, well, thank you very much, Peter, although... Mm-hmm. My, I, I dare say that my account has done fairly well out of Moody Racing over the journey. So I can't complain Thank too you. much. Hey, it was it was actually a good a good meet last weekend at Caulfield, the Thousand Guineas, the Sir Rupert Clark, the Sydney form held up there. But now it's sort of been run and won. First, we'll go merge to you, and, and then Rayman. From your perspectives as trainer analyst, uh, are we happy with the shift to the to the back end of spring? It, it seemed to work well. Crowd wasn't raging but um i'd imagine turnover as well but did you think from a from a trainer's point of view um moods are you happy to see that that thousand guineas Rupert clark meeting at the back end of spring now
2: well it's going to create a different niche and i think uh, the quality of the field was pretty good there on saturday uh, i think the form out of it will hold up um we've seen kamichi run well through consistently throughout the spring and run seconds and thirds around second jolly star the winner looks a filly on the up for the wallace stable. So I think there's no issues there. And we saw Grain Beggs Philly win the, the Rupert Clark, which I wasn't quite sure of because I didn't know enough about her and she was dominant, but she's been competitive all the way through. So I think we'll see the form hold up out of that meeting, the betting side of it, I'm not sure. But, you know, first year, people will need to get used to it and uh, I think it'll continue to grow. Um, but no issues from a training perspective, no.
3: I think from a punting a standpoint and just as a, at the overall industry, I think it's worked out quite well as well. I was a little bit sceptical when it was first announced uh, earlier this year, but I think it's, uh, it's, it's worked really well. I think we, we have the big week of, of Cup Week where you've got more casual racing interest in, in racing than you do basically any other time of year. And then basically we say, okay, spring carnival's over. Uh, let's start the the circuit around the for the provincial cups where I think it makes sense to follow up cup week our biggest week with another feature group one meeting and I think that they probably picked the, the two right races I don't think the the move of the thousand guineas weakened uh, the Oaks or any other races and I think the sir Rupert Clark is one of those races where you could hold it basically any part of the calendar and the the quality of the field is probably unlikely to change so I think it I think it's been a winner and I think we're sort of in, as a punter and as a racing enthusiast, I think we're lucky now is that the, there's not much off period in, in the racing calendar anymore because uh, Sydney's sort of gone further. Now Melbourne's going further into the summer. You've got Brisbane have enhanced their summer racing carnival quite substantially. Then we roll. So once you get through spring, you get through Perth, Brisbane summer's here, then you're at Magic Millions, then it's time to go back to Melbourne for the autumn. So I think we're quite blessed at the moment as uh, racing fans that we do get quality racing basically all year round. And the vrc i see today is plumping that they want another meet
1: at this end of spring so you'd see the thousand guineas and maybe another meet at flemington and then the zipping classic weekend and so three more real genuine metro meetings before you go into that country cup circuit and by that stage you're in december mytho and, and then you go on to the country and as, as Rayman said onto millions and then back oh, to the melbourne for the autumn
0: i was just way i, I haven't really got an opinion because i was just way too focused on the gong <laughs> Have you
1: got a runner? You only like pop-up races when you got a runner.
0: <laughs> only when I've got a runner, Rog. Only when I've got a runner.
1: Ah, uh, dearie me. Uh, uh, on a, a bit more of a downer, though, Moods, Chain of Lightning was a long last, uh, seemingly with an issue out of that Rupert Clark. Have you got an update for us on, on her?
2: Yeah, Chain of Lightning's pulled up well. She actually got galloped on, but thankfully it was only quite superficial in the early parts of the straight there at Caulfield on a Saturday, and... Uh, Billy Egan uh, rightfully eased her uh, from the contest. and uh, But uh, she had a few superficial wounds, but he thought it might have been more severe, and she has come out of it well. So there's some chance she might be seen in the Kevin and that Corfield Saturday week, uh, all being well. And uh, if there's a possibility, that might be a little bit more juice in the ground. So that was probably one of the talking points out of Caulfield. Let's not dance around the elephant in the room. Track bias on pace near fence. I know the Rupert Clark winner, Came down the centre at a rate of knots, uh, Grand Beggs Philly, uh, but the tempo was very solid there. But outside of that, it was considered that you had to be fence on pace. And I see Melbourne Racing Club and uh, track manager Tim Bailey have suggested that maybe there was an error there. They put the rail back into the true after racing out on Caulfield Cup day and probably created a bit of a lane there. So they will look to rectify that next year, but probably didn't help the punters hit pockets uh, last Saturday.
1: And moves on it. just on a different note, and I know the answer to this one in terms of what happened, but um, disappointing news from your stable last week, I, I read it yesterday, Invincible Caviar unfortunately um, suffered a, uh, a an issue, a fatal issue, and, um, and and we sadly lost her, and she did appear to be the most promising of the black caviar progeny.
2: Yeah, she did, unfortunately. She suffered an incident in the swimming pool at Packham last Friday, and uh, Looks like she sort of uh, suffered a medical episode. We're not sure whether it may be an aneurysm or a heart attack of some kind, and whilst uh, swimming, which is a regular part of her exercise program, the the most promising daughter of black caviar uh, had a a, a fatal uh, um, circumstance come about in the swimming pool, so we've lost her, which is very disappointing, well-bred, I'm invincible filly out of the great mare, so uh, she was a multiple city winning mare and uh, very disappointing for all concerned but uh, on a positive note on the same very happy to report that persian caviar her younger sister by written tycoon the two-year-old filly arrived some 24 hours later uh, unfortunately uh, just after the demise of her older sister so uh, let's hope she can do the family proud going forward
1: does she look like her mum like invincible caviar did
2: she actually looks a much more similar mould to a mother than any of the other foals. I wouldn't say as distinct as Invincible Caviar, but very much in a similar mould to a mother.
1: Well, we'll try and lift the spirits after the break and try and find a few winners. And even Mytho might be able to find a winner, because he's got the favourite in one of the races we're going to look at. Ooh, race
3: seven's about to jump. What do we reckon, lads? Hmm, a guy in the community says he's keen on the Ruffy. Do we trust him? Well, his username is, I'm a real big stats guy. Say
2: no more. Connect, banter and follow tips with a community of like-minded punters. Only in Ladbroke's communities. Ladbroke it. T's and C's apply and available on website. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
1: Let's kick off our preview three races today. We're going to start with a group one over in the west. Rayman, first of all, give us the market and then give us your thoughts.
3: The Railway Stakes, the first group one of the pinnacles in WA. It's a a very competitive betting race, as it so often is. Tavalu for Lindsay Smith is the favourite, $4.60. Alice Pina for Grant Williams and Alana Williams and William Pike, the trio back together, $4.80. Roots for Chris Waller, $5. And you've got double figures, the rest of the field here. As you tend for the Railway Stakes just about every year, you can make a case for... uh, pretty much the majority of the field. The horse that appeals to me from a value betting standpoint is forgot you. He's uh, drawn barrier in 19. So he's going to need a little bit of luck in running, but I think $16 to win $4.80. The place is uh, well and truly over the odds. He was a good winner on Melbourne cup day in the, the listed race there before that. He ran well when, when the race wasn't run to suit him in the, the Jarae Cup uh, at the Valley during the Cox Plate Carnival. And he's just been uh, going along quite nicely, this preparation. Trent Buston and Natalie Young, their stables, absolutely flying at the moment. And I think if he does get even luck in running here, he can be in the mix at a big price. So uh, in a really open race, I'm backing Forgot You at the $16 with Ludbrokes.
1: Rayman is a hell of an analyst. Reading Noddy's strong point. So for those who are confused, first of all, Tuvalu not Tuvalu and second of all it's Elsafina, not Alice Pina um that's as um that's as bad as moods with longevity. uh but anyway I agree I thought forgot you, you I I had it marked as a really big chance with the barrier draw just, just scared me a bit so I'm not putting a line through forgot you but I'm certainly haven't got it on top um with barrier 19 uh there Tuvalu been there in tough group ones before. Deserve a top weight. Second favoritism. But I'm going with the X Factor. And uh, I'm clearly a chance to get burnt here. But the current star of WA Racing with Familias Jewel over in the East. Oh, Safina for Grant and Alana Williams. Look, she's been second both her runs this prep. She, she meets uh, Maricino significantly worse at the weights and last start when he beat her. But she gets better the deeper she goes into her preps. And 1,600 metres looks the ideal trip for her 53 kilos on her flat. She'll still need to be at her absolute best. But I think um, I'm, I'm happy to be with her uh, at around $4.80. So Elsafina for mine. I'm with you there,
0: Rog. And, and I thought too that I'd, oh, I found one here that, that uh, Rain Man uh, doesn't have in the market, um, Elsafina Fina. Um, just couldn't say the name. That was what became evident. Um, also, the other factor to bear in mind, punters, is that... Um, 38, 39 degrees tipped over in the west for Saturday. So um, there'll be all sorts of wet bulb um, action going on on track, I reckon. And uh, we all know what that means, Moods. When the wet bulb comes out, anything Mm. could happen, couldn't
2: it? Well, things get very wet. (laughs) And we know what happens when things get very wet. You slip and slide and you could end up in anywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, they, they they might just have to call it all off. But uh, anyway, El- well, they well
1: actually, they they actually have pushed it back. In all seriousness, they pushed it back a couple of hours because of the heat. So, yeah. if you're over in the east, you're probably going to have tipped a fair few in by the time uh, this one goes to air.
0: Yeah, and and the and the thing that you'll need to remember here, if you've tipped a few in and you just can't scratch yourself, Elsa has never has never missed a place. In her career, she's 13 starts for nine wins, four placings. Um, she's a bet to nothing with Willie Pike on drawn well. Um, as you say, she's the sort of the the second coming over there uh, in the West uh, behind Amelia's Jewel. And at 4.80 and two dollars oh five, you can bet up each way as much as you like and bet irresponsibly, punters. Just really have a lash when you've tipped a heap in and you're just looking to
1: get out of trouble.
0: Go the views of Anthony
1: Mithin awesome. do not reflect the views of the rest of the members of this podcast, <laughs> nor of the Labros and Corporation.
2: <laughs> hey. Um Listen, yeah, hard. I don't know Elsafina at all, but she's in her own fishbowl over there, and the form looks very impressive. I'm going to, Lindsay Smith, a great homecoming for the former great Western Australian trainer, Lindsay Smith, Jamie Carr, back in uh, tip-top form, barrier four, Tuvalu. I think he's the one to beat. And I'm just talking through the horses that I know. I think he's the best of the Eastern staters. Lindsay's had a lot of experience with warm weather over there in the West over his career. Uh, I think he'll have this horse there in great shape, but great respect for Elsafina, uh, but not knowing the level of the form around her. But so uh, one from seven for me.
1: I say the greatest horse ever to come out of Cranbourne was uh, Apache Cat. And that's why the Apache Cat Classic uh, is held at the Cranbourne Cup meeting every year. Raymond, what is the market for the Apache Cat
3: Classic? And then what is your thoughts on the race? One of the great horses, Apache Cat. uh, One of the bars in the Brisbane Casino is actually named after Apache Cat, and it's a great bar as well. So uh – if uh, you're in Brisbane, you're looking for somewhere to watch the races on Saturday, I would suggest the uh, Apache Cat Bar at the uh, the old Brisbane Casino, which is going to be finished for business in a few weeks. But anyway, move on to the race. Is there a Midwest, video about is, that
1: bar on the Ladbroke social media
3: channels that you want to get in there, <laughs> Yeah, I might have to do or... one on my personal account. Okay, I might cool. have to make a visit. That's a good idea, Rog. Midwest is the favourite here. $4.20. Generation. haunting oh. Second line of betting at $5.00. Early market move, a rich fortune has been $11 into $6.50 uh, for Jerome Hunter. we got Jigsaw at $8. I've always been a, a fan of Midwest here uh, though, and I think this looks like a, a really nice race for the speedy gelding. Uh, he didn't win a race in his two race starts this prep, but you look at that form, it doesn't read too badly, because first up, second behind Asfora, who went on to be one of the better, didn't win a, a group one, but was one of the better sprinters during the the, the spring racing carnival. Uh, really ran in Kerry Trees uh, quite close in the uh, the Moya Stakes and then went on to, to win at Caulfield. So that form reads pretty well. Uh, we always know that it, his best form is over these short course sprints. He loves the 1,000 the metres and even shorter. So I think it looks the ideal race for Midwest. $4.20 I think a, a good bet. In my opinion, he's one of the best bets of the day. I uh, I agree. I I love it when... uh, Look, I don't know how to frame the market to save
1: my life. Um, But uh, I do like it when the horse that you like comes up favourite when the markets go up. Um, And that's happened with both my selections in the Apache Cat and the Cranwood Cup. I'm with um, with Midwest Speed Horse, thousand metre specialist, informed stable, well-weighted middling race. Um, Looks like he's to lose for me. Good luck, Mitho.
0: Yeah, look, he's going well.
1: He's drawn up well for this. Um, He just had a little... um,
0: a little virus that uh, just pulled him up uh, through that prep, that two run prep really, and a, and a fresh and has done him the world a good. And he'll come back when the heat's come out of the spring, which um, should really suit him here. He's a, you know he's a, I don't know what he rates about 100, um, and, and that's about his measure. The other run of that, um, that two run prep, um, he finished uh second by a couple of pretty handy horses in Vivianne and Rose Quartz, who we saw uh win a stakes race on Saturday at Caulfield. So, um, look, his form's stacking up, it, it, fresh, he's had five, five goes, only the one win, but he's always there about so. Um, he's ready for this, and you're getting a, a reasonable price about a, a speedy horse around Cranbourne that uh, should lead him up control and let fast horses run fast. Pete, God give him strength.
2: Yes, yeah, no. only problem I see for Midwest is there's a very other fast horse in a long way back in grade in the top weight jigsaw, the locally trained galloper by Cindy Alderson. I thought he's the one, the spinner in the works. Now, do we plump for the favorite midwest or the very fast jigsaw or do you see these two tackling one another and is there one that could get over the top of them i'm not 100 percent sure there so the old pineapple for me i know it's the weak cowards way out but uh, i think the race just sets up a bit ugly for probably the two favored two, and if they do tackle one another it could make it a run on race for something else so just be mindful of that punters
1: uh, the Cranbourne Cup. It's that time of the year again, Ray, man. And,
3: um, well, give us the market. That's the Labrex Cranbourne Cup, Roger. Another very open uh, betting race. I actually thought this was the race moves I was going to throw the pineapple on, but then I remember he's got pounding there to give him a, a get-out-of-jail-free card. So, Foxy Cleopatra is the favorite 440 into four forty into $4.00. Euphoric for the local trainer Grigorel is $4.60. Just Folks, $6.50. Then at $11 into $10 is pounding, looking for his first win this preparation. I did find this a, a tricky race, one of the toughest races of the day. But I think a horse that is heading in the right direction is Ascension. It's currently $9.50 with Ladbrokes. It was... Uh, Pretty tough the other day in the, the Seymour Cup, and I'm, I'm not sure this race is is that much tougher. It's a nice drop in weights there. Before that, won the Gold Nugget at Ballarat and in really impressive fashion. The form coming out of that race has been quite good, so I think we sort of know where a lot of these horses are. And I think even though he's he's had thirty starts, Ascension, but I think he's probably racing in career best form, and probably compared to a few of these, probably still does have a little bit of upside. So in a really open race, I'm going to have something smaller number four, Ascension, in the Alabroks Cramen Cup.
1: A steep drop back in trip from an Oaks at 2500 to 1400 metre race two days later. But G Foxy Cleopatra did it beautifully and damn near pinched it from Skew Whip, who then came out and ran very well in the group one. Rupert Clark last week. So that form stacks up here and uh, getting back to the mile, 54 kilos on her back. This progressive filly looks a very nice show in the Cranman Cup.
0: Fair call, too, Roch. Um, It'll probably be the saver. I'll be backing pounding though. He's, he's gone from being a, a, a winning machine last preparation uh, in his, about well, how many, he had about 16 months uh, in work and, and couldn't stop but win. and um, But to be fair, when you look back through his record, and I was just reminded of this while, uh, while you were giving the market there, uh, Rain Man, um, he's kicked off in a group two, this preparation, group two second up, group one, group One dropped back in grade to a listed race there where we thought he'd just go and, and bolt up at, uh, at, at Flemington and the race was just an absolute mess uh, with a tearaway leader that um, mucked up any sort of pattern that we'd read and, and unfortunately, um, you know, the horse was, um, was just left a, sh- a sitting shot. So um, I think he gets his chance here pounding, uh, drawn eight, if Luke can um, give him a good steer, get him some cover and, and let him be strong at the finish. I reckon he's the class runner.
1: Um, and and the Oh,
2: we've lost him. Oh, <laughs> right, uh, we'll move on to me. We've got Mytho's uh point there, pounding. He's on top uh for Mytho. He's actually on top for me too. He, he he pays the weight penalty there uh for his uh, class. His grading has dropped a little bit, but I think with fifty-nine He's probably well-placed amongst most of these. I think from the eight alley, he probably rolls forward. You've only got the dog leg turn from the mile there at Cranbourne. Probably sits in the first three or four, and I think he'll get his chance to run very, very well. So uh, I'm sticking with uh, pounding.
1: Mitho, it was a shame he got cut off there. It actually it was a, a, an interactive listener vote, and um, they cut your internet. So. No, no, I understand that. I was prattling on, but I made my point. Mhm. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with our best bets straight after. Hey, lads, a guy in the community says he's keen on the Ruffy in race seven. Do we trust him? Well, his username is Big Stats Guy. Say no
2: more. Connect with a community of like-minded punters, only in LabRoach communities. T's and C's apply and available on website. Chances are you're about to lose.
1: Before we get to our best bets, just a little note. Uh, next week will be our final show of 2023, which you might have figured out when I said earlier this was our second last show of 2023. Um, So we're going to take about, I'd imagine, eight weeks off, uh, and we usually come back, what, Rayman, first or second week of February
3: in time for the, uh, the big races in the autumn. I think that's the plan, is it not? Yeah, we're going to come back for the CF4 Stakes. We, we'd like to come back in Magic Millions Week, but Mytho and Moods are always very busy. Uh, Moods uh, just gallivanting around. Mytho buying lots of horses and uh, trying to be a, a big show-off in that in that ring at Magic Millions. So uh, I think we'll be back for the CF4, ready for another big year of Moody on the Mic. Which I think it will be our sixth year. So uh, just a lot of longevity here on uh, the Moody on the Mic yeah, podcast. It's a juggernaut. It's an absolute juggernaut. They said we wouldn't last, and here we are.
2: And, and, and we'll put to death the rumour that it could be uh, called Mython on the mic next year. It will continue on as Moody on the mic.
1: I'm yeah, when we come back and it's just yeah. the three of us, we'll know for sure that it's definitely not going to be Mython on the mic. <laughs> no,
3: we don't do that. I, I thought we were keeping that announcement for, for next week that we are booting Mytho, but maybe we
1: uh, give, the, give, we give uh, Mytho like a last hurrah. I fudged up again.
3: Damn it. Don't let me loose knowing that I'm not ever coming back. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good point actually. And Miso knows where Miso knows where the moody on the mic bodies are buried as well. We gotta keep him in the tent.
1: Misto also forgets that this this isn't live. Uh Raybeard, who's your best friend? <laughs>
3: I'm going to ask it with uh, the WA Guineas for my best bet. Race seven on Saturday. There's two clear favorites here, uh, the Phillies. The Phillies have a very good record in the WA Guineas, but there's a little bit of a question mark over both these horses for mine. Super Spink was beaten the other day. I'm not convinced she's going to run, run out a strong 1,600 meters here. I think you can say the same thing about Kishai Boom for that pike and Grand Alana Williams trio as well. So the horse I'm backing is the – Third line of betting, zip away at $7.50. Uh, start his preparation with two uh, impressive wins. Last uh, start, got way back, was basically settled last, and storm home, ran the closing sectionals of the race and just couldn't get there. But it was a really promising effort compared to the other two. I think he's going to relish the step up to 1400, uh, 1,600 metres. He's drawn ideally... Uh, from Barrier 4 with Stephen Parnham in the saddle, who, in my opinion, is the better of the, the Parnham brothers in WA. I think at 750, Zip Away is a, a really nice bet in the WA guineas.
1: why well, have spent a scratch last week, which is good because he couldn't lose. Uh, this week, I'm going with the old mate, Miggy Blue Eyes Felgate, uh, who's got a toenail and a nice-looking young stayer called Warmonger for the Price Kent Jr. Yard. Uh, only uh, just the right side of even money, but I think he'll be right... To get your day off to a nice start, uh, Mickey Blue Eyes actually in Japan and not going to be at Cranbourne, which is the reason I give it even more of a chance. Um, so race one, number one at Cranbourne, Warmonger.
0: You're not uh, in Japan. You weren't welcome back this year, Petey.
2: Didn't want me back on deck. No, it was a different group, different, which I respect. There. Uh, well, there's it's it's
0: sort uh, of a bit of yeah. there's, a, there's quite a there's quite a bit of nude bathing in Japan, isn't
1: there? well it's funnily enough though that uh, moods actually did a piece for the tv show that me and belga work on together where um moods was in a sumo suit and showed his bare ass on television and may have had something to do with the fact that um he's not there this year look he's noted he's got him in trouble on more than one
0: occasion and uh it's just coming back to haunt him time and time again <laughs> uh, um, the, um the the tip for me uh, now this is interesting i i um I, i'm going to give the punters one here that i think is an absolute locked on moral I um, we're talking of owning a, owning a toenail. We only own the toenail of this horse, but it is a Rosemont special. It's in the Benchmark 88 at uh, Kemble Grange on Saturday, race six, number one, Lock Eagle. Um, he's an emergency for the gong, the time on a gong. Don't think he's going to get a run there. Um, and exactly the same thing happened on uh, Melbourne Cup Day, where he an emergency for the little dance. Didn't get a run, uh, fronted up in a Benchmark 88, I reckon, again, and absolutely bolted in and has been doing nothing but impress Chris Lee since. Uh, he reckons he can win the gong if we get a run in that. Now, he, he probably won't because there won't be a scratching or he needs two. Um, he'll front up with Nashua Willer on in race six and give you an absolute fill-up punters at $3.10. So um, I'm just coming into my own late for, uh, for Ladbrokes in in uh, giving out the best tips, and Lock Eagle is a rolled gold one.
3: I think it's been about on eight occasions, Mytho was, has tipped Lock Eagle, has never won the times he's tipped him. But then when he doesn't have the M- Mytho curse, he comes out and wins because we didn't do a show in the lead up to the Melbourne Cup, so he could run without having the pressure of being uh, Mytho's best bet. So unfortunately for Lock Eagle, he's not going to win this week anymore. Uh, <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully he has a few starts <laughs> over the summer period while we're off air, and he'll get a few nice wins under the belt. So I agree that he's a nice horse. He's just got Mytho dragging him down.
2: Oh, that's a
1: bit harsh. Mm. I, I apologies to um, anyone there. If anyone has ever seen Naked Gun thirty three and a third, where Leslie Nielsen um, leaves his microphone on while he's having a piss, um, <laughs> that might have been totally heard with Moose, Well, that was, uh, was if a... I can't edit it out in post production.
2: Well, listen, that was a, just a need to uh, to relieve oneself uh, there, Roger. I needed to have a wee-wee while I was still live on air. And uh, uh, <laughs> fortunate enough in my hotel room here in New Zealand, the toilet was only about five strides away. So I'm not sure if the pissing on the porcelain or the flush gave it away. But uh, as most of our good listeners would know, and our, uh, and our one listener from Nigeria, they would appreciate the fact that uh, uh, when all young <laughs> you boys go, are born... All young boys are born. Your father taps you on the shoulder and says, son, the world is your toilet.
1: So uh, – uh, On that note, give us your best bets because um, – My best bets are uh,
2: pretty quiet quite weekend for the little boutique stable this weekend. Mooney Valley Friday night. We've got a nice filly called Miss Russia. Uh, I think she can run well there. I think in the last race, Rain Man, what price, Miss Russia? Last
3: she is currently valley. on uh, with – oh, you're getting a nice prize here, Miss Russia – you're getting mm-hmm. $18 to win, 480 of the
2: place. I would have thought big overs there, Miss Russia team, so you could certainly have something Miss Russia with Tatum Bull in the saddle. Moving across to Cranman Cup Day, pounding with disgust. I think he's an excellent chance. What price pounding? Is he each way odds?
3: Uh, $10 pounding.
2: Oh, shite. Well, each way all day, pounding. Race nine, number one, uh, until the cows come home team because I want you to finish this season up on a fill-up. But I think ultimately I have two runners in race 10, number four, he's handsome, and number 14, Edith, resuming from a spell. Edith will need the gallop. But I think my best of the weekend is race 10, number four, he's handsome. What odds there, Rain Man?
3: Race 10, number four, he's handsome. Racing very consistently, uh, the the old fella. I'm just trying to get these odds up Good damping there, Rain Man. Good damping. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. he is currently – what? sorry, race what, number what?
2: Oh, fair dinkum. You yeah, you're on holiday handsome. mode. You're on holiday mode, Rayman. Race 10, number four. Come on.
3: I went the other way. Race 10, number four. He's currently $10, so another one at double figures.
2: Well, listen, I think, you, uh, you know, Moody on the mic, follow up, fill up, up whatever you like. Mooney Valley, the last race Friday night, Miss Russia, each way all up, pounding in the Cranman Cup, $10. Race nine, number one. Into he's oh. handsome race ten number four, uh, each way you've got three. I think three each way uh, chances just to nothing. Be, just there, a nice
1: team. little uh, treble parlay. That's the way to play it.
2: Honestly. Yeah. So that's, if I knew how to do it, eight, I would probably
1: eighteen hundred to
0: one. Is it? Yeah. That's why you parlay it. Well, eighteen dollars right. times ten times ten.
2: I got no idea. Well, listen. There you go, team. I hope you have a fill up. I hope you have a wonderful end of spring, early summer. A terrific, happy, safe, and healthy Christmas to you we've got and one all. Go, we got one
1: more episode to go, Moons. We got one more episode. When? Save it for next week. When? We just said we got next week's episode is going to be the last. We just oh, went turn it, it up. Like See, minutes I'm ago. on
2: holidays now. Well, next week I'll be on an aeroplane <laughs> team, so we'll probably be on the Thursday. So you'll probably have to wait for that. But more importantly, but ten, listen. I want to come back and celebrate the fill up that the punters are going to have on these each way specials and. Uh, um, be guarded on mythos tip. They
0: all win. I'm. I'm never doing the show ever again. I'm. I because I will no. have won enough money to pay myself more than lead breaks could ever imagine. Come
3: on! Come on! Come on! <laughs> come
0: up. on! Go be three be weeks good. Long. Be
2: healthy. Let fast horses <laughs> run fast. Let broke it.